We present Crawford Logan as Paul Temple and Gauda Stevenson as Steve in Paul Temple and Steve, a serial in eight episodes by Francis Durbridge. Episode three, presenting Ed Bellamy. Paul Temple, the celebrated novelist and private detective, is visited by Sir Graham Forbes of Scotland Yard and by a Mr. Philip Kaufman, who is attached to the special branch. Kaufman tells Paul Temple about a notorious criminal known as Dr. Belasco. Temple promises to try and discover the identity of Belasco and during the course of certain investigations makes the acquaintance of David Nelson and Henry Worth. Worth is the proprietor of a small cafe in Soho. Late one afternoon, during a conference at Scotland Yard, Sir Graham receives a letter from a man known as Harry Marks, who promises to reveal the identity of Dr. Belasco. Marx is murdered, however, and Temple discovers, on searching the body, that Marx has received an invitation to a cocktail party from a certain Mrs. Forrester. The following evening, Temple presents himself at 27A Barclay House Place. This is 27A, Mrs. Forrester's? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed, sir. Well, I had an invitation to a cocktail party, oh, a long time ago. As a matter of fact, I think I've got it here The somewhere. party was cancelled, sir. Oh, long time ago. Mrs. Forrester wrote to the guests personally. I'm surprised you didn't receive a letter, sir. Yes, I'm uh, rather surprised myself. Oh, well, if the party's off... By the way, haven't I seen you before somewhere? Not that I'm aware of, sir. I was under the impression that I bumped into you last night at a cafe in Soho. Why, no, sir. You sure? Quite sure. I'm not usually mistaken. What is it, Joseph? I think it's the gentleman you've been expecting, madam. Oh, yes. How stupid of me. How do you do, Mr. Temple? I'm Mrs. Forrester. Won't you come in? You've been expecting me? But, of course. Do come into the lounge, Mr. Temple. Joseph, we'd like some cocktails. Yes, madam. I was under the impression that you were having a cocktail party, Mrs. Forrester. Yes, I overheard you say so. No, I'm afraid I had to call the party off. It was my original intention to present Martinez, you know, Martinez? The South American pianist. Oh, yes. Poor darling was taken ill on the boat coming over, and, well, with one thing and another, the whole thing became rather a bore. (laughs) Oh, but please, do sit down. Mrs. Forrester... Yes? You know, of course, that I never received an invitation to your party. (laughs) Yes, of course. And yet, nevertheless, you apparently expected me. Oh, not to the party, Mr. Temple. I just expected you. What do you mean? As a matter of curiosity, what did David Nelson tell you about me? He told me that you were a very close friend of his wife's. Is that all he told you? That's all. You know, of course, that Rini, his wife, committed suicide. Yes. She was a very close friend of mine. We were very attached to each other. It was a very great shock to me when I heard what had happened. Yes, I'm sure it must have been. For some peculiar reason, David got it into his head that I was mixed up in the whole business. I don't know quite why he should think that, but he did. You still haven't answered my question, Mrs. Forrester. Why were you expecting me... David employed a private detective 
a gal called Mary Hamilton. He instructed Miss Hamilton to, well, pry into my private affairs. Well? Two days ago, Miss Hamilton was murdered. Go on. Shortly after she was murdered, the same night, in fact, Mr. Nelson visited your flat. What are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that David Nelson commissioned you to investigate his wife's suicide. But I stepped into Miss Hamilton's shoes. <laughs> yes. And I knew, of course, that it wouldn't be very long before you took it into your head to visit the wicked Mrs. Forrester. Are you very wicked, Mrs. Forrester? I don't think so. Neither do I. Now, if you'd said stupid... <laughs> what do you mean? I came here this evening because I had an invitation. An invitation to your cocktail party. Here it is. I didn't send you this. No, I know you didn't. Then you would hardly call it an invitation. But it is one of your invitation cards. Yes. <laughs> Where did you get it from? As a matter of fact, I found it. I found it on the dead body of a man called Harry Marks. Harry Marks? Yes. But where did he get it from? Didn't you send it to him, Mrs. Forrest? No, I... <laughs> of course I didn't. I've never heard of anyone called Harry Marks. Have you ever heard of anyone called Dr. Belasco? Yes. What do you know about him? I don't know anything about him. I've... I've just heard of him, that's all. You say that Renee Nelson was a friend of yours? A very close friend. Then have you any idea why she committed suicide? No. But surely, if you were really close friends, you would... <laughs> I think you'd better ask Mr. Nelson that question. Meaning, I presume, that Mr. and Mrs. Nelson didn't get along too well together. No, meaning precisely nothing of the sort. So far as I know, they were quite good friends. Are you a friend of Mr. Nelson's? No, we see very little of each other. You don't like him? It isn't a question of not liking him. I find him a bore. I don't care for bores, Mr. Temple. Neither do I, Mrs. Forrester. <laughs> I'm glad to see we have something in common. I've mixed the cocktails, madam. Oh, thank you, Joseph. Just put them down there. Hmm. Is there anything else, madam? No, thank you. Thank you, madam. I hope this is to your liking, Mr. Temple. Thank you. Frankly... I'm not a connoisseur of cocktails myself, but my friends tell me Joseph is quite unique at this sort of thing. Mmm. Mmm, how right they are. Delicious. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. Next time, you really must invite me to your party. Oh, I'll do more than that, Mr. Temple. I'll make a point of not cancelling it. <laughs> well, cheers. Cheers. You know, I can't help thinking that you're not exactly a stranger... You see, I've read so many of your books. I hope you like them. Well, frankly, I didn't. You know, for some unaccountable reason, mystery stories always seem to make me laugh. I suppose I must have a perverted sense of humour. Still, I do hope that won't stop us from becoming better acquainted. I hope not, Mrs Forrester. You must meet my wife. Oh, yes. Yes, I must. Charlie, come along. Charlie, I've been standing here for hours. Oh. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Ah, it's you. I wasn't sure whether I'd heard the bell or not. What's happened? 
What are you doing here? Well, as a matter of fact, I was just going to mix your wife a drink. I was trying to find the ice. It's in the kitchen. Surprisingly enough, in the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is that you, darling? Yes. What's going on here, Steve? Well, I'm afraid we had rather a nasty accident this afternoon, Mr. Temple. Your wife's pretty badly shaken. Is she all right? Yes, yes, she's all right. But, well, you know, it's, it's nerves. Hello, Steve. What's the matter? Hello, Paul. Don't get up, darling. What's happened? I was out shopping and bumped into Mr. Nelson. He said that he wanted to have a chat to you and suggested that... Oh. What is it? Are you in pain? Uh, no, I... I just feel jumpy, that's all. Here we are, Mrs. Temple. Drink this. Oh, thank you. Drink it up. Phew. Oh. <laughs> what was in that? Dynamite? Oh, that oh. little concoction is known as the Nelson Knockout. You're telling me. Do you feel better? Much better. Good. I am awfully sorry about this, Mr. Temple. But what happened? Well... I've been trying to make up my mind to telephone you all day. I was rather worried about something, and I felt that if we could have a chat together, you might possibly be able to straighten things out for me. You see, since I last saw you, something has happened, something which I feel, so far as the Pelasco affair is concerned, is rather important. Go on, Mr. Nelson. Oh, anyway, to get back to my story, about a quarter past four this afternoon... I strolled into the book department at Dolman's. I bought a novel and was getting my change from the assistant when, suddenly, to my surprise, I noticed Mrs. Temple staring at me across the counter. But to be perfectly frank with you, it took me two or three seconds before I actually recognised her. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Why, Mrs. Temple, do forgive me. I'm afraid I didn't recognise you. How are you? I'm quite well, thank you. And Mr. Temple? He's fine. He's not with you at the moment, I take it? No, I'm afraid not. As a matter of fact, he's getting ready to go to a cocktail party. Oh, I see. Uh, will he be in later this evening? Yes, I think so. I rather wanted to have a talk with him sometime. I don't know whether it would be convenient to come round. Why don't you call round tonight, about nine o'clock? He's almost bound to be in then. May I? Yes, of course. Thank you. Is there any message I can give him? No, I... Yes. Yes. You can tell him that I know now why my wife committed suicide. Yes. All right, Mr. Nelson, I'll tell him that. Can I give you a lift anywhere, Mrs. Temple? Well... It was raining rather heavily a few minutes ago. I don't know whether it still is or not. Well, actually, I'm going back to the flat. Oh, splendid. That's easy. I don't want to take you out of your way, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> You're not, I assure you. Here, let me give you a hand with those parcels. Oh, I see you've bought a copy of Forever. That's for Charlie. It's his birthday on Tuesday and, well, you know the servant problem. Yes, yes, rather. Yes. Oh, isn't it dreadful? Uh, allow me. Thank you. Oh, I'm very glad I, I, I bumped into you, Mr. Nelson. I certainly don't think you'd have picked up a taxi very easily. I'm quite certain I shouldn't.
I don't think it's raining quite so heavily. Uh, no, perhaps not. What time did you say, Mrs. Temple? Nine o'clock? Yes, drop in about nine. Paul's almost sure to be back by then. Good. Oh, it's, it's awfully skiddy. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Temple? Yes? You remember me telling you about a woman called Mrs. Forrester? Yes. Well, I've got a shrewd suspicion that I was right. What do you mean? I've been watching her. Or rather, I've been watching her house. Huh? A young man called to see her last night. It was very late, almost 12 o'clock. When he left the house, I, uh, I followed him. Well? I discovered who he was. It's the man your husband mentioned. His name's Worth. Worth? Are you sure it was Mr. Worth? Yeah, quite sure. I followed him back to the cafe. But why should Mr. Worth visit? Oh, what is it? Are we skidding or, or what is it? I don't know. No, I don't know. There seems to be something the matter with the, the steering. It won't, it won't pull the wheels. Do towards... something or we shall be on the pavement. Oh, I can't stop it. It's no use. Oh, I... Where's the handbrake? Oh, for heaven's sake, be quick. Be quick, Mr. Nelson. Oh, oh. Mrs. Temple, are you all right? Yes, I... I are you sure? Are, are you sure you're all right? Yes. Can I get out of the car? Yes. I, yes, of course. I'm sorry. Give me your hand. Now, watch. Watch your coat. Don't tear it on the glass. Are you all right yourself? Yes. Ye gods, we were lucky. What happened? Was it a skid? No. I don't think it was. It seemed to me as if the steering went to pieces. I just couldn't do anything with it. It certainly wasn't a skid. I can tell you that right now. No. I don't think it was. I saw the whole thing. I was parked over on the other side of the road. Gee, I wondered what was going to happen next. One minute you were blissfully sailing along as if... Say, are you feeling queer? I'm feeling a little dizzy. You'd better relax. Come along, I'll take you over to my car. That's awfully nice of you, but uh, I think I'll be all right if I just... just... No, no, you go along, please. There's a lot I've got to attend to. I'll be over in a few minutes. That's my car over on the corner, the roads. We'll be waiting for you over there, okay? Thanks very much, sir. You're welcome. By the way, were you going far? Uh, no, I was simply running this lady home to Half Moon Street. Oh, well, we'll soon take care of that. Let us know when you're ready. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Were you surprised, Mr. Nelson, when you found out what had happened? No. Why not? Because... Before I answer that question, Temple, would you mind telling me something? That rather depends what it is. Do I strike you as being a rather frightened sort of person? The first time I met you, or rather when I met you at the Villa Rica, I got the impression that you were a particularly self-possessed sort of person. Now, however, I'm not so sure. Still, you don't exactly strike me as being frightened of anything. Nervous, perhaps, but not exactly frightened, Mr. Nelson. Well, I am frightened. What happened this afternoon with Mrs. Temple has happened before. It's not the first time. What do you mean? I mean, it's not the first time there's been an attempt on my life. That's why I wanted to get in touch with you. Go on, Mr. Nelson. After what you told me about Mary Hamilton, I made up my mind to make certain investigations myself. Investigations about what, exactly? I told you. I wanted to find out why my wife committed suicide. 
That's why I engaged Mary Hamilton. Hmm. Did you find out why your wife committed suicide? Yes. Well? Apparently, Rini borrowed some money from Mrs. Forrester. She was unable to repay that money, and, after a little while, Mrs. Forrester became rather, well, rather difficult about it. How do you know this? I found some letters, some letters belonging to my wife. From Mrs. Forrester? Yes. You told Mrs. Temple that Mr. Worth visited Mrs. Forrester's. Are you sure of that? Quite sure. I followed him back to the cafe. Was he alone? Yes. Nelson, are you under the impression that your wife didn't commit suicide? What do you mean? Do you think she was murdered? No. The coroner brought in a verdict of suicide, and I'm quite prepared to accept that verdict. What I'm not prepared to accept, however, is the general assumption that we were all washed up and that our marriage was on the rocks. In other words, you don't wish to... Excuse me. <clears throat> hello? Hello, Temple. Speaking. Forbes, yeah? Oh, hello, Sir Graham. How did you get on this evening? Oh, you mean at the cocktail party? Yes, Mrs. Forrester's. Did you see her? Uh, yes, but it wasn't quite what we expected. Oh, in what way? Well, uh... Aren't you alone? Not just at the moment. Oh, I see. I'll ring later. Well, as a matter of fact, Sir Graham, I rather wanted to see you. Tonight? No, tomorrow morning will do. Oh, all right. My office, 10.30. Is that all right? Yes, that'll do fine. Oh, and do you think you could arrange for Mr. Worth to be there? Mr. Worth? Yes, I think so. I could probably get Inspector Perry to pick him up. Is it urgent, Temple? I'd like to see him, Sir Graham. All right. He'll be there. 10.30. 10.30. Temple? Yes? Why do you think Worth went to Mrs. Forrester's? He might be a friend of hers. It seems rather a curious coincidence, doesn't it? What do you mean? Well, first of all, you heard about him from Ross Morgan, an associate of Dr. Belasco's. Then you discovered that Mary Hamilton was working at his cafe. And now, apparently, he turns out to be a friend of Mrs. Forrester's. It is rather a remarkable coincidence, darling. Do you think so? Don't mm. you? Yes, I suppose it is. If you'll pardon my saying so, Mr. Temple, it seems to me that your visit to Mrs. Forrester's was something of a fiasco. You went there with the intention of finding out why exactly Harry Marks received an invitation to her cocktail party. And yet, apparently, you hesitated to ask her the question point blank. I did ask her the question point blank, Mr. Kaufman, and she gave me a point blank answer. In fact, you said quite frankly that you'd never heard of Harry Marks. Exactly. But it's nonsense. She must have heard of Marks. Did you speak to her about the other girl, the one that committed suicide? Yes. What did she say? Well, she confirmed what Mr. Nelson had already told me. Did she tell you that Mrs. Nelson had borrowed money from her? No. Did you ask her if she had? Of course I didn't ask her. No? No. You surprised me, Mr. Temple. Temple knew nothing about the money or the letters from Mrs. Forrester until he saw Nelson. And he didn't see Nelson until he returned to the flat. What is it? Uh... 
Beg your pardon, sir. Oh, come in, Inspector. Oh, good morning, Mr. Temple. Good morning, Inspector. Mr. Worth is here, sir. Ah, ask him in. If you'll excuse me mentioning it, sir, I think I'd go a bit easy on the boy. When I picked him up this morning, he got quite panicky, sir. Perhaps it was the thought of coming to Scotland Yard. <laughs> it might have been, sir. All right, Inspector. Ask him in. Come this way, Mr. Worth. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Sir Graham. Oh, good morning, Mr. Temple. Good morning. Do sit down, please. Thank you. Inspector Perry told me that you wanted to ask me a few questions. Also, for the life of me, I can't imagine why you should take the trouble to drag me along Mr. Here. Worth. Yes, Mr. Temple. Do you know a lady called Mrs. Forrester? Mrs. Forrester? Yes. I'm afraid I don't. Her address is 27A Barclay House Place. Well? Didn't you visit that address? Quite recently, in fact. No. You're sure? Of course I'm sure. That's a lie. What do you mean? Who is this man? My name is Kaufman. Mr. Kaufman is attached to the special branch. Well, Mr. Kaufman, for your information, I am not in the habit of telling lies. You didn't visit 27A Barclay House Place? I did not. Mr. Worth, tell me, did you know that Mary Hamilton was a private inquiry agent? Not until Inspector Perry told me. And yet Mary Hamilton was employed at your cafe as a waitress. I have several waitresses employed at my cafe, Sir Graham. But they are not, so far as I know, private inquiry agents. You know what happened the other night, I suppose? The night Sir Graham and I visited your cafe? Yes. A man called Harry Marks was murdered. I know that. Do you know why he was murdered? No. He was murdered because he was on the point of divulging the identity of Dr. Belasco. Well? You told us that Harry Marks frequently visited your cafe. I did not. I told you that he came to the cafe, well, occasionally. Did you murder Harry Marks, Mr. Worth? You come to my cafe, where I am trying my damnedest to carry on a perfectly honest and legitimate business. And you pester me. Pester me. Day and night with questions. I have never heard of your precious Mrs. Forrester. I don't know who Dr. Belasco is. I can't imagine why Mary Hamilton was working at my cafe. And I did not murder Harry Marks. Who did? If you want to know about Harry Marks, why don't you ask Mr. Bellamy? Mr. Bellamy? Who's Mr. Bellamy? Do you mean Ed Bellamy, the man that runs the Machicha Club? Yes. Was he a friend of Marx's? According to what I have heard, Marx bought an interest in the club. When? Oh, a little while ago. Where is the Machicha Club? It's in Barclay Square. Oh, yes, yes, I know the place. It's a sort of South American setup. The waiters are dressed as gauchos. That's it, that's the place. Hmm. So it's owned by a man called Bellamy. Will you come this way, please, sir, madam? Thank you. I rather like the look of this place, darling. It certainly looks very gay. Here we are, madam. I'm afraid this is the only table I can offer you, sir. That's all right. Your waiter will be along in a few moments. Thank you. Oh, is Mr. Bellamy available? Mr. Bellamy? I think he's in his office, sir. Well, would you be kind enough to ask him if he could spare me a few moments? My name is Temple. Mr. Temple? Yes. Very good, sir. Do you think it is the same man, Paul? I should imagine it must be. It's the same name. 
What was he like, darling, the man who drove you back to the flat? Oh, he was about uh, 36 or 7. Very smartly dressed. Slight American accent. Tough, I suppose, in a rather pleasant sort of way. Glasses? Yes, he wore those square-looking glasses. You know the sort I mean. Hmm. If it is the same man, I take it he's got quite a reputation. Yes, he's supposed to be a pretty smart customer. Here's the waiter. Mr. Bellamy will see you, sir. Thank you. But the office is on the second floor, sir. I'll find it. I shan't be long, darling. All right. Mr. Bellamy? That's right. Come in, Mr. Temple. I hope I'm not intruding. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I had a hunch that we'd get together sooner or later. My wife tells me that you went out of your way yesterday afternoon to be particularly nice to her. I'm very grateful. Well, it wasn't difficult. She's that kind of person. You actually saw the accident, I take it? Yeah. They were pretty lucky. At one time, I really thought they'd bought it. Hmm. But I'm quite sure that you didn't drop in on me to talk about the accident. Well, no. As a matter of fact, I wanted to ask you a few questions. About Harry Marks? Yes. That's what I thought. Marks is dead. He was murdered. I suppose you know that. Sure. It's in the papers. Was Marks a business associate of yours? Kind of. He bought himself an interest in this place just before Christmas. How much did that cost him? Twelve thousand pounds. Twelve thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. It ain't hay. Mr. Bellamy. Yes? Who do you think murdered Harry Marks? You're the detective around here. Who do you think murdered him? That's more to the point. I think he was murdered by a man called Belasco. Dr. Belasco. Dr. Belasco? Yes. The name isn't entirely unfamiliar to you, I take it? Well, not entirely. You're the second guy that's mentioned it to me tonight. Oh? Who was the first? A fellow in the restaurant. He asked me to have a drink with him. What was he like? Well, I'll point him out to you. You turn that table over. Turn that table over. By Timothy. It's a periscope. Yeah. I like to see what's going on around here. Look, there's Mrs. Temple. Yes. I'm just watching her. Now let's turn it around and see if we can find that guy. Do you see him? No. It rather looks to me as if... There he is. Where? Sat over in the corner near the staircase. Do you see him? Yes. Yes, I see him all right. Who is he? His name's Joseph. He works for a woman called Mrs. Forrester. You have been listening to the third episode of Paul Temple and Steve a serial in eight episodes by Francis Durbridge, with Crawford Logan as Paul Temple and Gerda Stevenson as Steve. Others taking part were Candida Benson, Jimmy Chisholm, Richard Greenwood, Robin Lang, Michael McKenzie, Greg Powery, Gareth Thomas and Nick Underwood. The production for the BBC was by Patrick Rayner. <laughs>